Welcome to this bonus episode of the Babylon 5 versus Deep Space 9 podcast. In this episode, we're going to look in at the season 2 premiere of Lower Decks. That's uh, Strange Energies, which uh, dropped on Paramount Plus um, on August 12th, 2021. In the A plot of Strange Energies, Matt will uh, describe it for us. Yes, I will describe this cartoon to you. Hold on one moment. Mariner's side mission results in Ransom getting Gary Mitchell or Apollo-like powers and tests Mariner's and Freeman's newfound partnership. Excellent, excellent. And then in the B-plot, we see Tindy, who's anxious about Rutherford undergoing minor changes, medically harass him in ways that alternatively reminded me of Herbert West Reanimator or a really dark version of LaForge's friendship with Data on The Next Generation. So Bob's got me watching this cartoon and taking it seriously, so you're welcome. Hey, man, uh, you know, you make sacrifices for our listeners. Yeah, yeah. So who was your favorite character this episode, Matt? Uh, probably the main character, Mariner. And the only reason I liked her was because she solved the, uh, the, the overall problem with uh, multiple nut shots to the, the bad guy. I mean, he wasn't really the bad guy. He was, he was just the antagonist. The antagonist. Okay, quit using your big college words, the antagonist. <laughs> Matt wants you to believe he doesn't have a specialist degree. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a simple country boy being made to watch a cartoon by some watching these city tunes for you, Bob. Watching these <laughs> tunes. Uh, yeah, apparently, nut shots are the modern day equivalent of dropping a rock on someone's head. Kind of like the Gary Mitchell thing. So nice. Good for uh, her. Can- <laughs> Contrarily, I uh, really appreciated Dr. Tiana for uh, you know being a close viewer like myself of the original Star Trek and a strong believer in the curative and medicinal power of boulders, which I would also say, contrary to Matt's description, the nutshots only paralyze Ransom. It's the boulders that cure him. Well, at least they didn't pull out a mallet to his head. <laughs> yeah, that's how they do it down there, huh? In the cartoons. I would also say uh, I really love Andorian characters, and so I was excited to see Mariner have an Andorian rival named Jennifer, although further research uh, suggests that apparently she was a minor character in season one that I just don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember her either, so I don't, I, but I'm not going to go back and watch season one again. Man, I, I didn't realize you were going to be uh, so in a twist about this. So in a twist and a tizzy. In a tizzy over this, this, this tune watching. When the Andorian does interrupt... Uh, Mariner on the holodeck. Did you think the holodeck got a really nice update? Do you think that like the crew of these ships kind of like wait around anxiously to see if like a new version of the holodeck is coming out? Kind of like we wait for like Sony to release the PlayStations. How was it updated? I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. In it that just sense. looked really not like there was like cool stuff going on. They had like spaceships and all kinds of like crazy battles and just looked nice. You know, usually like when you look at it on next gen, they'd be on a, a regular ship or it'd be like Sherlock Holmes stuff. And yeah, it, it looked realistic, but camera was pulling away from being inside the holodeck you got to see the ship in action and okay yeah i get that sort of reminds me of the episode in first season where they had um they basically did like the equivalent of a next generation movie on the holodeck but yeah okay i, I can sort of see what you're saying you see what i'm saying that. yeah yeah the holodeck yeah, yeah. it seems like there should be some limit to what they can actually do since it's just in a room and watching these i'm like yeah it seems like they can do a lot more but then I also got I got to thinking of the Enterprise uh, finale, which you know the whole thing is oh, supposed yeah, to take place yeah. in the holodeck. So maybe I, I had totally are... blocked that trauma from my mind until you blo- you brought it back to four. Well, don't worry. I'm sure that uh, lower decks will go back to it at some point. 
<laughs> they love their Star Trek comedy. There, there is a fun episode of Voyager where Tuvok has like a training program in case the Maquis mutiny, and the crew find it and they start treating it like a hollow novel and they start like really getting after Tuvok to finish the hollow novel. Um, so yeah, we have seen kind of some precedent of like the crew like you know enjoying their hollow novel, wanting the next installment. Um, I I do assume that uh, all these references you were making to the PlayStation though was some jab at me for not gaming and not caring. No, I'm just saying like no, it really wasn't. I'm just saying I, I assume the hollow decks get like updated just like everything else. So I'm sure they're like anxiously waiting to see like the new graphics on the new hollow decks or better than the old hollow deck graphics. Do you think there might be like a shortage on holodeck updates because of a, a computer chip shortage? Probably not on Star Trek. I mean, I'll, everything's free there. And it's, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how free markets work? <laughs> get on that. Oh God! Now, now you're just trolling me. <laughs> so, what what was your uh, favorite joke or gag this episode? I like that hypo gun thing that Tendy was running around with, like the medical thing. She like had it in a, in a briefcase and she puts it together. It's got the the insignia for the for the medical field or whatever. And she goes and she's shooting it at a the dude with the electronics on his head, whatever his name is. Rutherford. Rutherford, yeah. Why do all these characters have weird ass names in this in this show? Is Rutherford really a weird ass? Yeah, name? Rutherford's pretty, a weird name. And if your name is Rutherford, if you're listening, your name's Rutherford. I'm sorry, I'm not really trying to be mean, but Tindy how can you, Rutherford. How can you disrespect our 19th president like that, man? Mariner, Ransom. <laughs> These are all real names. Where? Where are these real names? I don't know these people. I mean, I guarantee you that if you Google for people named uh, Jack Ransom or with a surname Mariner, you will find them. Jack Ransom sounds like some Fox crime show dude or something. He's solving cases. (laughs) Jack Ransom. He never pays the ransom. And he's got a daughter. And she's been kidnapped. I don't think this is going to go well for the kidnappers. Anyway, oh, and also like when uh, Mariner was spraying the uh, wall with the pressure washer or whatever, which yeah, I, yeah. pressure washing is still a thing in in Star Trek. They don't just have hey, some. They do it with thing. Sonics now. They do it with Sonics. Yeah, that, that was, I have to admit that was kind of cool. If that was a real thing, that'd be nice. There were whales. Was that supposed to be like a, a Star Trek Four reference or what? What the hell was that? Oh, I I missed the whales. I thought you were talking about the that uh, Rutherford's girlfriend made a reference to Cetacean Ops, like she and the girls were going to go swimming in Cetacean Ops. I thought that's what you were talking about. I I missed the whales that Mariner revealed in her pressure washing. No, Bob, in order to understand that, I would actually have to listen to the dialogue. I just watched the show. So I mean, I think what we've learned from this is that um, you don't listen to the uh, to the episode, and I don't actually watch the episode. <laughs> well, that's why this is going to be a great podcast because we put it together, we get the whole damn show. It's like it's like we actually watched and listened to the episode together. Okay, <laughs> we 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 really make up for each other's gross inadequacies in this yeah. way. I would say if I had to pick a favorite joke here, I just uh, love how committed they appear to be to making the Packlids an interstellar power. We see them scrapping with the Borg, Romulans, and Klingons in the modified opening credits. And then we see them relentlessly pursuing the Titan in the episode's epilogue. Um, Which also, for some reason, I I keep bringing up Voyager this week, but it gave me uh, a little bit of Voyager vibes with, like, the strange aliens and the strange anomalies and, like, the strange distortions of space. I don't know, that just reminded me of, like, mid-show Voyager for some reason. Let me tell you that the visualization of the show like made me feel like a complete nerd because at the very beginning of the episode there was a ship 
in the corner, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a Cardassian war, war whatever, and I'm like, why the fuck do I know that? Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, bobble on that micro machine. I was like, <laughs> yep, yep, I, uh, I, I've thoroughly indoctrinated you, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you so much. So what was uh, your uh, favorite uh, line for this episode, Matt? Uh, whatever the fuck Riker said at the end of the episode, I, I thought it was something dirty or perverse at first, but apparently it was, this jam session has too many licks and not enough counts. I mean, how how dare you act like Riker is the Andrew Cuomo of Starfleet, Matt? Yeah, I didn't know what it meant. I, I didn't hear it right, and then I also heard it, it was also in the trailer, like, I guess it came like a couple months ago, and... Yeah, yeah. It just, whatever. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy the specter of Riker being kind of crazy and just spouting a bunch of jazz lingo as as his sort of catchphrases. Yeah, so on character. They're doing great with that. Yeah, I, I think my favorite was the the very suggestive phrase, a full load of strange energy. I like that. I'll be thinking about that for a long time. Yeah, you will. Yes, I will. What was your uh, favorite old Trek reference in this episode, Matt? Probably like everything in the reference Gary Mitchell uh, because I was like, oh yeah, that was uh, the original pilot episode of the, the original series uh, where No Man Has Gone Before. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to watch this cartoon. Now I'll try to go back and watch some old school Trek and just make, because I just want to be reminded. Yeah, I made it through like maybe 15 minutes of that show and just gave Weak. up. Week. Yeah, I can't. Weak. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. It's just so, it, it's just not good. Like, yes, it is. That's a great episode. No, it's not. It's awful. It is awful. Hard disagree over here. Hard disagree. You've been indoctrinated by uh, awful uh, contemporary media. You can't. Well, you're the one making. The... You're the one making watch a damn cartoon. But where? <laughs> <laughs> but but come on. Like half the episode, from what I watched, I guess I can't say half the episode. But from what I watched, it was Spock acting like he was on a submarine. Ten minute clips of him listening to something you couldn't hear. Yeah, space is like the sea, Matt. What do you want? No. <laughs> I've seen better from the same decade, so that that's that's the difference, I guess. <laughs> uh, that's that's weak stuff, man. Uh, it was amusing uh, how much a Tindy tormenting Rutherford uh, parallel Mariner, uh, you know, rerunning uh, Chain of Command, Next Generation two-parter on the holodeck where Picard gets tortured by the Cardassians. I was also kind of amused at how much um, Mariner using that for a workout was sort of paralleled by uh, Ransom's uh, obsession with working out, which manifested in his godhood. So I think those would be my uh, my favorite old Star Trek references. Did those uh, aliens, the uh, Aspergonians, remind you of anything? No, and I, I didn't get them at first, and then I, I, it took me a minute. They're, they were obsessed with the numbers, wanting the number thing to be perfect. And I guess the number was supposed to be like their intergalactic address or something for the Federation since it was second contact. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I guess, more like a phone number or an IP address. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I couldn't really put my finger on it. They sort of reminded me of The Simpsons, but maybe maybe not that. Maybe it was something else that I just, I, I don't know. They, they seemed vaguely familiar, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, when it. you posed this question in our, in our outline, I was like, okay, let me go look. And then I looked them up, and I was like, yeah, they're the same color as The Simpsons. They're not quite Futurama, as I think mm. probably what you may be thinking of. Although but, I, I've seen very, very little Futurama. Yeah, they, they have kind of a look like that. They look like Matt Groining, Matt Groining Creations. Is that the word? Is that his name? That sounds right, yeah. The other guy that does the cartoons? 
All right. And uh, was there anything uh, disquieting, anxiety-inducing, annoying, or disagreeable about this episode, apart from the fact that uh, apparently it threatens your fragile masculinity by making you watch and discuss a cartoon? I can watch a cartoon. I just, I, it's just hard to watch a Star You just don't cartoon. want a podcast about a cartoon. That's, I get it. I get I'll it. I'll watch cartoons by myself, locked in a room, where no one else knows I'm watching cartoons. <laughs> that, that's how you do everything. But no, no, nothing, nothing was really annoying or disagreeable or anxiety inducing. It was just, uh, it was kind of meh. I'm saying, just like I said with the first season, Lower Decks is, it's, it's meh. It's whatever, man. Va- vastly better than Picard or Discovery. You are so full of shit. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, Lower oh, Decks oh, is did funny. I trigger you? Lower you Decks see? is funny. It has some funny moments, but it's not on the same caliber as Discovery or Picard or anything else Paramount Plus. Yeah, I agree. With. It's not on the same caliber. It's a it's quite a couple calibers. Is that how you say it? Above no, them. The other way around. It's lower. <laughs> it's lower decks. Lower caliber. <laughs> that that's a very classist thing to say, Matt. <laughs> I, I can't I mean I can I, I'll continue watching it just because I have to, you know, justify owning Paramount Plus to my significant other, but like, yeah, I, I I'm lucky that I freeload um, the uh, Paramount Plus off of uh, Friends. I don't I don't actually have to uh, yeah. justify it to a significant other that or, or to myself. That would be a difficult justification. The only other good thing is like uh, they've got like behind the music on there and a lot of MTV stuff. So I appreciate that. I was enjoying The Good Wife. I I kind of <laughs> trailed out, but I was enjoying it. All right, Bob. No. All right. <laughs> I, one, one, one final note I would put in. I was a little curious that the voice actor who played Shax, the uh, agro Bajoran security chief last season, uh, is still in the opening credits. Uh, I wonder if that's the product of la- laziness or if they're going to recast him or if they're going to resurrect good old Shax, who I was uh, very fond of. So, yeah, we can, uh, we can close out there. So this uh, is Here, we're, we're going to close out on this, Bob. I just got a text message from my wife. I got, I got a text message from my wife. You watch cartoons by yourself, LOL. Ah, um, ah. So, so really what you do is you, uh, you lock your wife in a closet with you and you force her to watch cartoons. Now we understand. Now we understand. Oh, Bob. I have to watch my cartoons at work now. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Man, we, so I like that uh, on this episode I've revealed uh, that I pirate uh, uh, major corporations' media <laughs> offerings and you've revealed that you uh, slack off on your government job. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for anyone that may be listening, which I don't think anyone is, but no, I do not watch cartoons at my job. No, I do not watch Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine or any other Star Trek at work. So, just And I, I of course, believe in uh, giving all of my money I can reasonably spare to major media corporations like Disney or Viacom or uh, AT&T. Of course. All right. Very good. All right. This has been uh, Babylon 5 versus Deep Space Nine, the bonus series on Lower Decks where we torment Matt by making him watch cartoons. I am uh, Bob from Cascadia. You've also heard Matt from the Southland being tormented. Have a good night, everybody. Uh, We we guess thank you for listening.